0: The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits
1: Podcast Network. Destination, eat, drink. I'm Brent Peterson. Each week on the podcast,
2: we visit a different foodie city and explore the cuisine that makes that place special, whether it be custard tarts in Lisbon, mango beer in Mumbai, or lizard curry in Guatemala. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hanson, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys
1: have to say this week.
0: Ready? One, two, three.
1: Uh, That was the cold pour, thank you, Sam. Fifth
0: fifth pour of the night.
2: Fifth pour, you know, you
1: got to warm up. Yeah, it's only 11 o'clock, you might as well have a couple, so. Hey everybody, welcome to the winemakers, I'm John Myers with Brian Casey, Bart Hanson, Sam Katori, and Tim Gatto. Tim's an artist, creative designer um and you do a lot of wine labels and so just talk right into that mic my friend
3: you got to right. get it you dig
2: yeah,
1: get you, into you it
3: pull it right mm-hmm. up there adjust it but can we quickly first talk about a little sports clear the clear the table here sports <laughs> yeah we okay. got curry breaking oh breaking the record the other night yeah that was cool right the the mini one your house
0: when you got home <laughs> never mind <No.
3: laughs> were you
2: watching it live we i i didn't watch it live i Watched it recorded on YouTube TV. That should be a sponsorship. Uh, but I, I like, I just didn't look at my phone. I wasn't on. I mean, I knew it was. Also, it was too. It was two of them, so you knew it was going to sure happen next. So being that it was point. Madison
3: Square Garden, Reggie Miller's in house, yeah, Allen's in house, the whole. Thing, they, Spike Lee, were there, right? Alicia
1: Chris Keys, Rock. yeah, I, yeah. If you're going to blow the thing up, right. do it with the right huh, arm.
2: I have a slump in Indiana. Shucks, I didn't break the record tonight. <laughs> Come on, Sam. You're sound cynical. Um, no, I'm numb. I, I mean, I'm really happy, but it worked out.
3: Well, and then John, John. Low. I don't know if you were, have, were, you know, your. I've been your favorite racing. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, Formula you had a little One excitement going on this week too. Yeah, they uh,
1: they decided the Formula One championship by directive. That's it. It's like they just screwed screwed the can, seven can, time world. Well, champ, can, so. can
0: you explain that a little bit? What, what is that?
1: What, the uh, Sports uh, Hour, Tim. <laughs> I'm I'm right. It was <laughs> the last race of the year, and uh, Lewis Hamilton was leading. And two, four laps to go, there was a crash, and so they had to have to clear it, and then it comes down to one lap, and and nobody's allowed to pass by the rules anyway, and so then they cleared it, but they only cleared four cars, so they gave the second guy, right next to the first guy, and and the second guy won. It was, uh, Hmm. it was the first time, you know, seven-year championship for Hamilton. And Verstappen is now the world champion, but he's got a big asterisk next to his name now because it was decided very improperly. It was exciting. They broke their own rules, and now now you'll see him go back the other way, so they'll be really tight-ass for the next 10 years. Hopefully, but, I mean, it was really strange. Right
0: there with Barry Bonds and Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong.
1: (laughs) Well, Well, how about even uh, uh, Roger Maris? Go back that far. That's an asterisk season, right? In sixty one games?
2: Well it, it, it,
1: <laughs>
2: we're in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, we are. The real question is, what did Steph and Draymond drink? What wine did right. they have? And their five hour steakhouse dinner. I don't I <laughs> <you> find out <laughs> highly It hasn't it hasn't popped up yet. It's gotta pop up though. Mm-hmm. Five the hours in way. a st- five hours in a steakhouse after midnight in New York City. You gotta figure there was some bottles open that night that are Worth seeing on Instagram.
1: I wonder what, uh where they were having dinner, maybe Sparks or something like that. Yeah, I, I some mean classic, classic steak houses.
2: They, not... I don't, I don't know what restaurant. I gotta, I gotta like dig in a little further on this. I don't know what restaurant it was. Um, wasn't a name that rang any bells, but who even knows anymore? So.
4: Do you know what the Warriors like to drink if they stay in the Bay Area or?
2: Well, the the sort of running gag is um. Draymond somehow putting fancy bottles of Burgundy on Joe Lacob's tab. Good. Um, so they were tab. at some, and, and, you what? know, that's the last time they were at some, like, steakhouse in Oklahoma City, and it was a bottle of to- LaTosh or DRC, something like that. Ooh. Like, you know, and he posted on Instagram, and like, oh, thanks, Joe. Cool. Um, but, you know, you're in New York City. You have every everything, all the wine in the world is at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, and you know they were bust- busting out some good bottles. That's my, all.
3: My favorite though was that Steph busted out the Rolexes for. Uh, oh yeah. For Draymond and was it was it Iwodala Iwodala or, got one. And then Katie. Um, and then KD was <laughs> like, on Instagram. Where's my Roley? Where's <laughs> my Roley? Bust third out most, the Roley. Yes. <laughs> That's something. That's
2: amazing. And because that was what those three years of Katie, four years of Katie, yeah, yeah. third, yeah. Crazy. Yeah.
0: I, I you know I gotta say I wish I could make some wine from this vineyard. What vineyard is this?
3: Nice transition, yeah. Part. yeah like tell, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know if they pronounce Ellison or Eliasson Vineyard. Uh, formerly, it was the Heron Vineyard. Um, it's up on Sonoma Mountain. So Blanc planted plan in 1969.
2: Where Where is it? On the mountain?
0: I think it's on the kind of on the top around the around the side, kind of like up um, up almost towards Past uh, Benziger. Yeah, but but more on the north side. I, I, I guess we could look it up. We have the wonders of, um, the of the Google. But <laughs> so I how's, just thought as that... this
2: for a tease that you can only do on a podcast because otherwise I'd get sued. Um, this morning, I got a rough draft of the back of the Venus. You know the the oh. maps. The, 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 oh, the long awaited Goloni maps of Sonoma Valley, and as this is the Sonoma Mountain one. And let me zoom in and see if Ellison shows up. They they, they like pull, they called out a few vineyards, but I don't think it's one of the ones they called out. Do you know where, like what some of the neighbors are? No, I I, uh, I just I've just tasted I've tasted this wine
0: from this vineyard a number of vintages and it's always delicious. And you know it's Sonoma Mountain planted in '69. It's cool. And can you send me that um, back
2: label of the map? No, oh, no, no, don't share.
3: <laughs> hey, can I mention that just looking at this label, it's kinda interesting. It's the first time I've seen seven fifty and then milliliters spelled out.
4: That's right. No ML? <clears throat> yeah, and I think and I think uh I, I'm not sure if it was these guys, but a few people are always trying to get the like uh the you know maybe like older typeset, you know, right. and, and then the the percentage. Um I know Ryan Pass was talking about doing twelve point uh Twelve point five, let's see, how is it spelled out? Um, it was like oh, I'm not sure actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't I can't uh, <laughs> like you the, know what, you're right yeah. at home with us. Yeah, like let's right start over. over. <laughs> yeah. Wait, none minimal intervention podcasting. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, the alcohol About
4: was half percent spelled one half. That's <laughs> what I was trying to, uh, yeah. trying to think oh, back, yeah, to yeah. back to the, Instead yeah. of 12.5 12 12 12 five half, But T T thanks for bearing with me. But um you can't you can't do that technically. Oh really? you try to slip it through, but they they changed it, so that's why you don't really see it. You anymore.
2: just you do that on you do it right on the one that you send to the TTB, and then you print EG, the other one. Yeah, sure.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know anybody who do anything like that. I'm not condoning that, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Okay, so w- w- we started famously as we do, um, with wine. With wine, mm. can you? Um, yeah. Wo- where are you
4: from? I'm from Napa, California. I was born there. Uh, and then I went to uh, went to design school at Chico State, and uh, wait a minute, yeah, wait, what what high school in <laughs> Napa? I went to Justin Siena High School okay. in Napa. That's right. So uh, yeah, I went to uh, Justin. It was a good experience for me. Small small s- school, um, and then uh, when it came to uh, yeah. You know, not too. Sh- I, I, Justin was great because everyone else there really excelled, and I, it really pushed me as not an academic. And I, <laughs> so uh, well, I only
2: lasted a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's right. We,
4: we we went to school together for a year, but you're one year older.
2: Um, I, I was going to ask you. I don't. We were there at the same time. I was oh three. Uh, Graduate. so I went. I graduated in high school in 0-1. Okay. So that means what ninety seven and ninety eight were my. F- Freshman and
4: sophomore year, I was 99 to 1000. So. Okay, yeah, we passed like ships just in, the,
2: in the like. Night. Yep. Well, really, half of Lip going to Justin from Sonoma was spending your life on the freaking bus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I passed like buses on Highway 29.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, then is is Chico known for design?
4: Uh, so at the time and, uh, and historically, mm-hmm. uh, there's just, like some design schools in uh, California, Cal Arts, and um, uh, the one down in. I always forget the names. Some bad names down in um, LA, super famous and uh, state school wise, Cal Poly, um, San Francisco, and Chico throughout the maybe the the graphic arts era, I guess, Uh, 70s. We have an expert over here, so we should ask. Um, But uh, it 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 was it was one of the better programs, and I'd still say is it's going through transition when I left with adopting um, technology. So like the eras sort of sort of shifted, um, and uh, but at the time it was you know I didn't use a computer for the first two years it's all charcoal, um, color theory, photography, um, layout. So I Wait, th- I were you
3: good at that though as a kid? Like were you good at drawing?
4: I was gonna say yeah. It was what, my got,
3: what got you to design? Like, yeah,
4: you know. Yeah, it always was my f- uh, favorite thing growing up for sure. Which is you know sort of cliche I guess, but it it, it I loved. All of it, coloring, arts, all the stuff like just uh, being creative, coming up with like fake logos for real and uh, comics and everything. Whoa,
3: like that. What were those great uh, the 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 patch kids like? Were those those fake?
4: Sour patch kids? No, Cabbage it wasn't sour patch. patch. But it was um, those those
3: stickers that you used to get that had all the like
4: the oh, fake oh, garbage pail. Garbage so pail Pal- yeah. Pal- yeah. Pal- kids. Really. Like, you Most like definitely, those. yeah. I mean, thankfully I was in a, a good era there. <laughs> was this our
2: first garbage pail kids reference yeah. on the podcast?
3: Probably five years ago. I think I watched a pawn stars where some guy came in with like a whole like <laughs> three books of those things and, and of course Chum Lee was the only one that was like, Dude, those are awesome. <laughs>
0: but but Brian,
4: you're you're too old. You're
0: too old for that.
4: No, 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 no. That was what are you talking about? Really? Okay. Yeah, I feel like it was kids on our, our block and then soon Nintendo came out. I mean, for us, like that was kind of like the that era that eighties. Yep. That then no transition. one went out of the house anymore. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, yep. everything you do is print. Yep, which is very cool these days. That's
4: correct. Like we we definitely make a point that we don't do digital we don't do websites but we we know how to handle brand so that it makes it very efficient for a web designer to take over and they've let us know that our our assets are thoughtful in which i think is more important than understanding like both worlds so um, Sh-
2: should we actually pause and and give a chance to shout out the the, the business name and and sort of yeah. hype yeah. that piece of it you know for sure it's
4: tim Gatto of it's Gatto design right. um it, it'd be exclusive this is like really you know um, you're gonna have to spell that for people though. yeah it's g-a-t-t-o um and then we will be um we'll be evolving our names uh, in the new year actually do you want a <laughs> partner?
2: Do you <Yep>. want a winemaker's podcast Breaking <laughs> news. What's yeah.
4: the new name? So we brought on a design partner um, this year. We, we had about a five-plus-year stint as solo uh, gather design. My, my business partner is my partner and wife. Uh, she's my project manager to keep everything actually functioning and shout to, out, yeah huge yeah. shout out make uh, sure i
2: paid my bills
4: absolutely <laughs> and uh and then we be, it wasn't because of covid but the, the we were getting bigger clients with more SKUs. it's more labor intensive uh we had to push out timelines and it it was me getting requests um but not being able to do it um in without the way I did it was by staying up all night which is not a functional way to work right. um, so especially we when you have a kid yeah it's pretty common though actually. yeah it, it is it's it's the reality especially yeah with the kid and um, we have a new new baby during all this and uh, and it was time to either pivot or do something else and uh, we we've been talking to my old college colleague and then design um, colleague at an agency that you know what is your interest in and partnering up. And so we did and he's already brought so much to the table including some clients and um his expertise is unmatched for sure and uh we we have a new era to move on and that's why he he deserves his name and it's uh, it's going to be Gato Rivera.
2: Gato Rivera. And it
4: has we have a very, you know, romantic language sounding name. Yeah. Uh he's Mexican, I'm Italian yeah. um and I think it's we're twist, you know. Coming up with name is really tough, as you guys all know, um, and we wanted to keep it just like Gatto, just as transparent as possible, no BS. And uh, I think the way that agencies' names moved in the past was like that was like a you know old law law firm style name, and I think um, it went away to more vague. Uh, Kind of elusive sounding right. agency, the design names. firm, yeah, right. or or group, and um, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that, and I think it brings it back to like kind of just the more true partnership name. So we're gonna we're gonna go with that. Got to, it's it's a pretty freaking iconic sounding name. It,
2: it is,
0: it yeah. is. It's, I like it. It flows really nicely.
5: Thank
0: you. I, you know, I'm just gonna uh, throw right.
2: this out. I want to know what was the name of John's agency?
1: Trade Marketing Group.
2: Trade Marketing yeah. Group. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. It, it, oh it. we changed,
1: we changed forever i mean i joined slack lasky brown and in two years it was slack myers right. and then it was you know and then i just split so and that's very common um yep. how do you get sorry, new brian, business no sorry. sorry brian go ahead no. what do you want man no 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 you're good go, go ahead I, I, how, I how do you chase clients
4: yeah um we've been we've been lucky to um to have sort of a on-the-ground approach, like uh, word-of-mouth, um, is has been a lot of it. I think people, whether you know, I you know, being here and growing up here and having friends that w- were interested in wine, they pursued wine. I was the kind of oddball that chose design, I guess, um, uh, without and moved back home for something that's not wine. Um, uh, I think you know, being I started to get more invested in wine as starting from like more advertising marketing. Uh, in the city I in San Francisco City um, I you know as I started to drink the kool-aid as most people do in the wine industry and I think just by hanging out and being involved it was kind of um, like hey like I have a project coming up and and it kind of was or it was pretty truly organic we don't advertise this is really the true first Thing that we've ever done, which is thank you guys. This means a lot, actually. Oh man, um, you better start looking for someone <laughs> to help your wife. <laughs> right, know, yeah, right. You're, you're oh, gonna yeah. be inundated. Um, Poof. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, thankfully that has been the, the answer. And I think it's it's really just being a like transparent ground floor, like you can come. And now we have we do have a studio downtown, it was in our house for a while. And I think now that we have that. Um, I think that's approachability. Key. Like we, we're come on over, you know, I think that's kind of the attitude, uh, because, because agencies can be ominous and, um, scary.
1: You have like 20 seconds to make an impact on somebody in a grocery store or, yeah. or a wine shop, wherever. What is it that you think that really makes the connection?
4: Most definitely. I, I think when we, when we talk to, um, you know, winemakers or, um, you know, distribution or psalm. I think it's like you have like a bullet point, quick second, and then hopefully the label backs it up, right? And I think on shelf, it's hopefully you can get their attention to even touch the bottle, grab it, um, same with uh, boutique wine store, I guess. And um, I think impact and, um, you know, the, the word gets tossed around a lot, authenticity, you know, I think it's not, it's not slickest design, sometimes that will get your attention but i think the consumer is actually smarter than most people believe and they can see through gloss and so i think um i think it's not always this high, high most people i would just i think assume like it's the the sweetest design like absolutely put the best design on there and it, it'll sell like hotcakes and maybe sometimes that's true but i think with wine specifically you can fortunately have way more personality and just yeah, just get people's really attention with with the true story of the brand, that's like my main point. I, I, I always just want to push what each story is, the best way that I can pull it out of you and uh, represent it with a, like visuals
0: and and that is it is that is that you need inspiration from the person you're doing the project with most definitely and 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 somewhere along the way in the past, I don't know, let's say ten years, there's been a vast change from tradition, tradition. Tradition. Is, I wouldn't
3: call this tradition. Well, okay, <laughs> but 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 not. It's, Let's throw it in. Which
1: one, Brian? So
3: this one, we? this one looks to me like old school wood fruit Okay. Holders. You know those like we saw in yeah, Lodi when we right. drove down there that but, day. But but I guess my point is is that then
0: it went to this and it went to that and it went to you know a a different label for every wine, mm-hmm. a different label for every vintage um and 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 what are your thoughts on that
4: (laughs) yeah uh uh, so many um i i think uh i think it's truly like uh thanks for yeah thanks for having me because yeah it's i like to vent about it but uh vent vent away (laughs) all right um no wine labels are are awesome and i think like there's it's really again what's appropriate for you you know and i think um i think that all these are examples of trying to find that balancing act of tradition and forward thinking and i think it's like and i think the ones that tend to be more classic or are done for a reason here and i think the ones that lend towards more personality are done for another reason it depends on also like thinking about your audience you know and 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 hearing from the winemaker what even if they don't know their audience what what the audience might want out of it and um you know, and it, I don't know if it's a dirty word here, but like, you know, natural wine has made like a, my life easier in a lot of ways, like because I think it's it convinced some of the more traditionalists to like, like, be open to like some of those labels, you know, and <laughs> uh, and uh, but in, in regards to that, it's like also it's it's made itself cornered in like okay, we I, it's almost now like you're associating yourself with. Yeah. like with, with a, with a taste, yeah. you know? Right. Um, so, so I see there's, there's, you know, and then for, then there was like five years of just dark labels. So, um, everyone just went from, cause there was a sea of, of white on shelf. Right. And, and I think, uh, now we're in a, in a mixture, you know, um, with the landscape, but it's, a, it's a refreshing one because I think people are being way more adventurous. Um, and I, I, I was trained on shelf, uh, in wine, um, at a studio in the East Bay, and um, I I still think that way because I think it's all about getting someone's attention, either subtly or very not subtly. And uh, and I st- and if it's if you are only 150 cases and you're not on shelf, I think of like dark restaurants and um, how those billboard across the, t- the table or um, getting your attention in a wine shop full of uh, maybe non-domestic wine. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think that's that's sort of some of the thinking that that goes down
2: do you do you adjust that thinking um depending on if the intention of a brand is to be on shelves or if it's a you know DTC focused you know if if, are you trying to create a different impression for somebody who the first time that they see something in their hand is when it's arriving at their door versus trying to convince somebody to buy a bottle out of, you know, 80 bottles on the shelf. um, Does that, like, how do those priorities change?
4: Yeah, like, I mean, I think, yeah, to not shoot myself in the foot, the first thing is always the story. But I think, so, yeah, I think, like, I think the landscape and the audience does help. Like, it does change things, for sure. I think, and if it's both, which a lot of the world is now, like, um, you know, there's DTC brands that, I think it's like, the shelf is Instagram now, you know, the shelf is the shelf, the shelf is like having to work on a, on a website, you know? So I think it's, it's, does it billboard? Does it work? Is it quickly recognizable? Um, I think those things are evergreen, you know?
1: What kind of strategies are you getting from your clients? Yeah. Do they share anything with you? Do you, are you, um, are your clients big enough that they use focus groups or are they genuine enough that they don't have to?
4: Yeah. I'm so glad you asked as well. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I think you can with label art, it can be truly label art. It can be, let's go for it and wing it. Um, I have a niece that's great. You know, it, it can be a friend. Um, but then I think like the branding component, the way I think we were trained and taught is, is thinking about the, the brand and how it, is distributed. And we, we do take a a strategic approach. Um, we ask a lot of questions, we present back a lot of inspiration and we, we like to think about it as a, as like a collaborative partnership because, um, we're going to feed off of your energy the most. Um, and that'll, that's, what's going to, you know, influence the design. Um, and so we, we have our clients really, um, provide a, a lot of written word a lot of inspiration visuals and we kind of uh we present it back to you as just a starting place before we even hit pens to the paper
1: are uh, they good at sharing their strategy
4: that's a great question sometimes it you know we're working with farmers that like will call and be like i'm not answering these questions because i don't <laughs> i don't write like and that's great and then so we we change it up uh we adapt our process to be like cool we're gonna go Um, we're going to talk to you and then we're going to come tour the vineyard because that's your comfort zone. So that's, that's, that's true. And then we also have marketing teams that we work with that it's all in front of us. And, but we still ask questions because, um, it can be so black and white that the the soul is lost, you know?
2: So can we break down a couple of the labels of things that you brought here as far as like, uh, Oh, Uh Oh. Are oh, you doing a break? You're breaking down. Breaking down. Oh! Breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Are you okay, Brian? <laughs> Quick! Somebody—he's <laughs> literally breaking down. Slap him off the side of the head. A little MC hammer. Slap him out of head. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you brought a bunch, and we'll let's, post. Let's we'll post pictures of all the labels for sure so that people can see yeah. them as Tim they're watching Tim said he would get show, us so images, Brian. to the show. All right.
1: He said he'd get us images. So we can yeah. post those mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, That sounds too professional though. we will just take pictures of them <laughs> on the dirty tablecloth. This is a good lineup. Yeah, it's a good real lineup. Yeah. So, there. so brings totally. you know, uh, uh, and um, yeah. You know, is this where you do like the if we're if we're the press now, you do like an editor's note that uh, the Gatto design firm uh, designed Autotet label also. So that's what. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is that, yeah. Yeah, yes right? it is. That's and where you do a paid that. Paid advertiser. We don't have any paid advertisers. Yeah. Um, but that is. So, so, we have the autotet that I brought. I brought a couple of autotets out. Amazing. But talk about, um, you know, we have now the pass Chardonnay in our glasses. Um, we intend on tasting everything. I'm sure Brian does. Please. Yeah, for sure. Please. Sure. Um, but, you know, talk about some of the things that you brought and maybe tell a couple, you know, and some, and, some, and some of the key design elements. Yeah.
4: yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I try to really think about a range of, like, what is representative of the studio, but also, um, um, wine and design wise meeting i think that's where we we uh specialize i think we um have a focus in in packaging for wine which um you know there's a language there um and we love sh- showcasing again their your story and I, I think the range here of um i brought um a mature chateau sauvignon blanc ryan pass as a winemaker at forella um, I brought his Chardonnay from Wood Valley here. Um, so is Wood
2: Valley like up Lovell Valley Road? Sp- yeah, behind Scribe. So it's it's like it goes into Napa County. Exactly. But technically it's – Well, mm. no, I think
0: Wood Valley is
2: technically Sonoma Valley. Sonoma. Valley. Yeah. That's in,
4: okay. yeah. And then his other fruit, his other Chardonnay is up uh, Yates' family at um, um, Mount Veeder. Okay. Um, and so he, he, he loves uh, that mountain. Stuff. Cool. Yeah, so um, – And That's then good. Byron Katsugi, uh, who uh, is uh, – Bless you. <laughs> he uh, is a winemaker from um, uh Sainsbury, and this is his uh, independent project. Um, and I brought uh, from there. I brought um, Sagacio, uh Pagani Ranch. This is a this is a redesign that was a massive undertaking last year. It was uh, every wine that they uh, have in their portfolio. We we um, tiered out, and it was it was a lot of strategy.
2: How many? How many? How many is that? Because it's a
4: lot. It was, uh, and it was a big strategy component. There, we worked with an outside stri- strategy firm um, with research and development, which is, I mean, we're a small studio of three. We we can't we operate like with base level strategy, but we are okay with either hiring you know mar- market research if needed. Um, Sigeacio and Crimson um, took care of that for us, and we were flexible to work with them, and it ended up being a good partnership. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they did all the, you know, the, the homework of, of what, um, pe- people in this audience are drinking. Um, a lot of the, the talk, uh, you know, a lot of the realization was, um, besides the aesthetics being kind of all over the place over the years, um, were, what are the, what are the core, what is the tier here? Are you guys Italian? Are you guys Zinfandel? Are you a mixture? Right. And so we had to um work you know with their research and and separate the two um and then visually um right. and uh and that was a really awesome challenge and um the result was um um I'm getting into this one, but um, you know,
2: let's get let's get into it cause, yeah uh, you know go i either made the mistake or whatever. Wasted my time because I could have been doing something else and actually read through some of the comments. Uh, and it was both positive and there was people who were who were pissed off about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, on I guess it must have been the Sagacio. Nobody was throwing shade on at Gato Design at, uh, on Instagram, but, okay. it was, but it was. Um, I it seems very intuitive. The redesign mm-hmm. for me, you look at those old labels and. Everything that you have on that label was on those old labels, but it was all just sort of like piled on top of each other, and um, you spread it out so it all like has its own, carries its own weight. Yeah, Um, and I like that Zinfandel is the biggest thing on there. I do too. Yeah, um, you know, it's a very
1: elegant label.
2: Well, and it's it's like a it's like a. it's a claim. It's an... You know, the, the, there is this... Um, this is so far off the topic, but this is where my brain is, I think, because it just snowed a whole bunch. But, um, there, like, Squaw Pro Skiers, Shane McConkey, RIP, and, and Scott Gaffney wrote this... And, uh, and maybe it was one of the other Gaffneys. Uh, wrote this book called Squallywood, and they have... Uh, you know, it's about Squaw Valley, or uh, now Palisades, Tahoe, um, and there was this thing called claims and you would like get score. It was like kind of a game and they would score points for claiming on a, on a pro that you were like the best ever at whatever, something And it. And it is, there's a claim. It's a claim. You're like throwing down is this is Sagatio. We, we do Zinfandel. Zinfandel is the biggest thing on the label. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: and and part of that reason too, without going into the, the aesthetics and the like, you know, kind of re reestablishing the hierarchy, which, you know, the Sagacio mark, for example, across the, Previous label was kind of scattered throughout and on the bottom and tucked in, and Zinfandel kind of right. overlapped it, and it really wasn't clearly um, given the attention. And I, but it it was um, it was really about just adding more white space to which is one of the more premium Zinfandels on shelf. Um, I think like Ridge is like really was like the only other competitor in that market. Um, you know, um, for a while, you know, you you'll remember that Zinfandel was like even when I was getting started was like like, on shelf was, like, a barbecue wine. You know, there was Ravenswood, uh, but there was right. also Sagatio and Ridge. And I think they realized that they've, like, they're still dominant sure. in that upper tier. Right. And so we, we gave them – we elevated the, the price point, I'd, I'd say. And um, and we, we took the tiers um, um, and distinguished them from the single vineyard, the signature um, tier, um, and then the, like, home ranch um, tier, the estate. So – um, in Montafi. So we, we, we gave all those infidels a, a, a similar personality, but the core thing was keeping that iconic script and right. um, and consolidating the brand marks. And by doing that, we removed all these different foil dies from all 14 SKUs and saved a ton of money um, across those that production level. And we also consolidated to... Um, um, one bottle, which changed a lot, because they had a lot of um, costs there. Yeah. So, like that's part of like our job as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just doing like the coolest design. I mean, part of it is is really just you know making efficient design, and uh, like you mentioned with die lines earlier. Um, but capsules um, were consolidated. Um, only three ways here, where the colors were such an iconic piece. That blue capsule right. is like part of the, what people reach for for SK um, for their Sonoma. Um, Valley. Um, so we we kept that as part of the two that in the script ended up being big equity plays. So So is there something in
0: design where you guys like to use a bunch of different fonts?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, uh, wine labels, right? I think it's super funny because there's a, an aesthetic there where you almost expect a million fonts on there. Um, just by the nature of uh, their personality, but and, I, and and all the given information, right? To try to yeah, you know,
0: make it stand out on its own.
4: Yeah, there's there's that, and then there's also, especially if you're dealing with more than one wine, um, more than one vineyard, and, and keeping it all looking cohesive. You know, I I think it's so like typography has ended up being one of the. I think the reasons I'm a wine label designer because, you know, I I think if you want to break down the strengths of you know people that do label stuff art it's some people are gravitated towards photography or oil painting or um, you know whatever it might be print and I, I think typography and print are like my my specialty and cool. they just so happens to leverage to doing wine labels you know so um, when we you know when we need imagery we we you know uh, come up with the concepts as much as we can if, if I can't do it by hand um, we work with whatever artist is, is um, appropriate for the job. Yeah. And so I, I think it's really trying to come up with the ideal um, label idea and then matching that artist with it if I can't do it. Um, unlike maybe let's say like an, a label artist or, or Stanley Mouse, which is like, you, it's much more about the personality of that person's signature touch. Um, I, as a designer, that's my, my goal, our goal is to problem solve for your brand to sell wine. Yeah.
0: And, and, and there's definitely a line between artist and designer
4: I think so yeah yeah I think problem I think it's putting personal flair and and saying hey that's a Gatto you know uh, with the Stanley Mouse that's Stanley Mouse right. you know and I think um, I I'm a bit more on problem solving for um, every person has a different problem at hand and I'm I'm happy to problem solve for that um, that problem by whatever medium is necessary um and and that can array in a whole um many looks versus like one style that is your signature touch so but now i don't know maybe there is some cohesive thread that i don't i'm not seeing but um, typography is one of them i'd say
3: it's kind of like menus too because there's there's like and not at the fairmont but places like um like cheesecake factory or um, applebee's or whatever there's a specific way that you put things on the menu and use different um, um, fonts and then encircle things like you did so on this pass wines with the wood valley chardonnay then that's in a box where you're immediately drawn to pass wines because it's the largest thing on there but then then the next thing is you look at wood valley chardonnay because it's kind of like hey you're supposed to look at this because it's somehow highlighted by that box Mm -hmm. and there's got to be science behind that um, otherwise <laughs> yeah people people wouldn't do it right
4: yep i wish there i mean in, there's there's definitely no one formula but i think as as things uh, yeah <laughs> i would you know like everyone would have their own perfect label right and yeah, yeah and, and i i think along if were,
2: yeah if there was a perfect formula you'd
4: i'd be out, there'd be you'd no had, job
2: you'd be out of a job yeah right?
4: i'd yeah so uh i'd take up the art side you right. know I'd, I'd go do my th- I, I think but so you know when we we started this off with like i couldn't remember that 12 and percent but like that is like a wine label language you know and there's you know, abbreviating California, it's a Calif period. And like, just picking up on like, we, thankfully we have like an aesthetic catalog of hundreds of years of French labels that set the tone. California, like when they first started, it was like, you know, we used even the same language to talk about, you know, I mean, some of it, you know, it was like California burgundy. And, and so I, and then aesthetically it sort of did that, you know, like Krug and, um, and, and we followed that template until, it's, you know, it changed, you know, but we did follow that, like, with, for the most part. I mean, there was funky labels in between there, for sure. But um, there, there was, it, and that still sort of exists. I think it's it's about paying attention to the, the cues that make people feel like there's, um, like, how this wine resonates. And I think Maître de Chez, for example, was like, it's y- like.
3: Yeah, you got to talk about that label because there's so much going on there that Can you kind of yeah. have to study it.
2: When, I, I want to ask a question, which is that like french influence what established multiple typefaces on a label being the standard wherein like every other sorts of graphic design you know too many typefaces is a, like a cardinal sin right yeah, that's exactly right that-
4: <laughs> yeah you're taught i mean i i remember being taught like three three fonts max right. you know like and that's even in like a outside of wine and in wine it's i, I sort of i still st- do it stick to three, yeah right here there's three you know okay. i think and it's um and i think it's it's paying attention to the family and and balancing juxtaposition and okay. you know without getting to nerdy graphic design you no, know, no no get but... to nerdy graphic design <laughs> yeah i guess I that's why i'm it, here do it
2: in describing the the meta de Chai, yeah
4: um
2: because it, it's it is that ba- i mean to me when i see that it's that balance of the classic and the modern that you've been talking about, you know, kind of the whole time, right? It's got something about it is super modern. It's an iconic label, but it's also like that classic iconic label. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, they approached me with a constraint. Like this was their, they had a previous label with this imagery, but the constraint was like, how do we evolve this, this image, this image is the, is the core of the, of the brand. We want to use it across all labels, but we want to bring it, we're working with some really awesome single vineyards. We want to put that on the front. People don't know it was all, just an image um, with a brand mark Um, and they also had some problems with the art being scanned kind of off it was sort of like how we worked on Mm, Audita and we you know I put on my print hat um, re-scanned it brought it to the printer we tested it offset versus digital to get nerdy with it Uh, digital ended up being a better screen for this old etching Um, this old etching is from a book I can never remember the name but it's from 1895 it's from like the Davis they released it like for like for like i don't know once every couple years and it's uh and it's the it's a it's basically like this handbook for viticulture (laughs) and um it like early california and um they gifted it to me and there's a bunch of cool etching and this basic this exact typeface in it for the brand mark so they had a big kind of clunky awesome personality brand mark it's all good it's just i went to the the reference and that was where the brand mark came out of because um, and the and the main typeface I tracked down, um, and then um, with with good print tech I got that image to be super clear, and um, we also buried some Easter eggs. Every label, um, uh, all the boxes changed to match the varietal. Um, I, I just noticed that sitting <laughs> here, and it, I
0: think it's because there's good light, so you can yeah. actually what see is, it.
3: The bear's drinking. He has a glass, like you would notice that. Off in the distance, you see someone working the land. You see a ship off in the distance. The yeah. sun coming up. There's a cornucopia, and then look. So this is champagne bottle sort of exploding. But then look at this. Kind of like her hair, but then it also looks like a corkscrew. Yeah,
4: right. It's an epic illustration. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the bounty of and the bear, I would grips. assume for California, right? Yeah. For, exactly.
3: <clears throat> there's just so much in there. Yeah.
4: And and they're they uh, they're really you know into. Um, you know, I, I feel like the uh, I, it's hard for me to speak about the wine, but uh, you know I've I've noticed they really like to you know be true to the site and old single vineyards and um, and that ca- like you know embracing the California sites. So yeah. um, I think that's it's a it's a really direct um, sales tool. I think that's what we are making here, um, and uh, I just want to make it as trans. You know, I work on the visuals, so talking about it is a whole other thing because I'm not usually in this position, but. I, I it should be as easy as you know for hopefully when the winemaker's not there, um, their friend's friend sees it on the table and is able to relay the story. That's my goal really uh, at the end of the day is to be like, hey, like my friend told me about this label with the California etching on it. They work with old California vineyards, and they the the price is great because it's not you know all from Napa, so
2: the um, foil on the sunrise scene on the barrel that's the barrel nice. head with that's you know the other, and the, they they make this wine in Berkeley yeah. right and it's the sun is rising and it looks kind of like it could be the east bay right yeah. it's either, maybe it's either maybe the east bay of tamales mm-hmm. you know but it's it's the east bay that it's rising over and then the foiled on the sunrise yeah and the sauvignon blanc on the box yeah. that's even deeper than me changing the colors on the on the rosé and the yeah. the yeah. white wine
4: that's awesome I love that. Yeah, and just you know, little subtle cues that mm. you know. Um, and, and one thing I I will say they they were really uh, another point they won n- no a lot of uh, labels print color down, right. and they they wanted to use a natural material and uh, which is reminiscent of old world yeah, wine right. where you print and this is literally one color with foil on natural paper which is um, awesome because it's kind of reminiscent of like you know digging in a cellar. Right. It's just like one color. On that textured laid paper. So, so,
2: what do you mean? It's printed it like a, just like a natural ink. What is that when you say? Nat- it's just it's just. Um, or just that's the that's the way raw it the
4: raw yeah. substrate the raw paper. Uh, this colors this is colored, cream. This right. is colored black. This is this is actually cream. Okay. So it's all to This too, color? That's that's crap. That's That so you printed directly on on yeah. craft note. You did as well. And yeah. I think it. I think that with your label, that's what I get about it. It's this. Whether it's subconscious to every, you know, consumer different. But even as like, uh, you know, non a designer that likes wine or whatever, like a, a wine fan, right. I pick up that there's cues there that are like this is, you know, uh, not corporate. Uh, this is like traditional. This is lo-fi. This is got authenticity, and I think it's because of that natural craft. Um, and, and the
0: typo on one of my bottles—that's
4: <laughs> the Easter egg. That's yeah, planned. Like, it's, it was planned. Authenticity. Yes. Every vintage. How, it comes do, you up? Sp- how do you spell How
2: do you spell the Because I still haven't figured it out. Had a long conversation with Paul today about how you spell Roussan. Two S's and two N's.
1: That's what I. Thought. And then we're
2: like, shit. We, you know, we did twenty nineteen Rossi Ranch Roussan, and I, I still, and it's like still bothering me. I, I have to go and make sure I spelled it right on that label too. <laughs>
0: Can we talk about, um, about since we're going to go on to Byron's wine, I mm-hmm.
2: think it's a Pinot
0: next. Um, can we talk about that label and, and that design? I mean, um, Byron's been a winemaker in Napa for a lot, longer than me, because I met him. When he had been doing it for a few years, mm-hmm. so he's got to be 40 years. Um, and, and and I think mm-hmm. I remember he had a, one for a while that was called, like, The Shop, right? But that was a totally different label brand. This is brand new.
4: So he he um, he had two tiers.
2: On Phil's desk. The shop ones. Yeah.
4: right. And and I, I can't remember exactly the exact differences between the two, but they all had a very similar look with a with a very traditional label. Yep. Uh, with script, and um, they all. All the price points matched um, the same aesthetic and that's that's one thing we talked about. Um, that's totally fine, but sometimes to a consumer it's, it's nice to differentiate the, the uh, upsell or keep the premium single vineyards or you know blends being um, a little bit more elevated, a little bit more traditional. I think it resonates with people just totally subconsciously. And the wines that we matched it to, um had a little bit more personality wine-wise. You know, uh this this one is the Pinot, but the others are Gamay Noir and um he thought that these were more uh, in my memory vibrant uh, wines, a little bit more fun. P- uh price point I believe was a little bit more approachable and he had this idea about putting some of his family history on the label. Right. Um these are all um he uh he has a lot of these fa- family Japanese ephemera yeah. uh from prints from his his family his mother and they were really epic, you know, prints from Japan. And he also is um, a really big fan of um, the 4AD, like, Cocktail Twins, like, 80s uh, 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 era. Right. Um, first, so
3: First time reference on the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, hey. Cocktail Twins. Yeah, Cocktail Twins, yeah <laughs> represent. Totally.
4: Uh, but Pixies, you know, like, that whole um, oh, 80s, yeah. 90s, like, um, record label they had, they had a very, um, uh, they leaned really hard into the, that 90s kind of design aesthetic, which was super collage-based, um, mixed use of typography, very tiny typography mixed with big script, uh, Xerox, um, you know, Polaroid, scan kind of look, and we interpreted his art in that style um, to match his personality. And he's a reserved, he, he's a reserved person, um, yeah. but he also loves this pretty expressive uh, wine and punk style music. So um, uh, I feel like. It was a really good balancing act between his his main tier and, uh, of labels and and this kind of more matching the expression to um, his his more expressive wines. So um, I'm really I'm, I am really proud of, of these labels because they they truly I feel like embodied like his personality that does not a lot of people get to see. So that's right. like my that is like the best goal I could possibly have. Yeah, I mean
0: you're buying the wine, you know I guess you would pick up maybe from his last name that there's Japanese heritage, but, um, but without, you know, knowing him or anything, um, but looking at the label definitely would, would lead you that way. Mm-hmm.
4: And, and if you don't it's pick up really Japanese, pretty it's like, yeah. maybe it you get the collage art kind right. of, um, more, more, um, expressive, like kind of, uh, rock and roll.
1: Yeah. Hey Tim, yeah. you mentioned script. What does script say to you and what does it say about the wine?
4: Hmm. Yeah, script. Script is, you know, it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's another classic tool. I think it, uh, I'd say, you know, to me, it's, it's something you can leverage if something needs to be uh, classic. You'll see on this Bikasugi that his mark is in script. I believe it's Sloop, which is, like, uh, I think every designer is, like, told not to use because it's, like, um, it's been beat to death. <laughs> In this yeah, way, in the, this to John. when it's ba- and and that's not an offense to his brand mark. In when the way it's used like this, it just makes a lot of sense, I mean, especially with the balancing tool. Um, and then it also he it is representative of like a classic um, um, feel. And so like in in and I said salubes, you know, beats to death. I think like in other worlds, it's like you do we never use it. But in wine, it's like one of those ones that it's you very, pick it's up.
2: it's like the Burgundian. F-
4: Script right right. right. Is that, is right. That, I mean that's
2: what I look. I mean that's what it's sort of evoking in my brain.
4: So balancing it out with like you know some really different feel there. I think yeah. it's like it's kind of like I love I love flipping people's perceptions. You know, well and, in the uh, offset
0: boxes and and whatnot. It's all
1: very. It's also beautiful wine. And and it's it's not AVA. It looks like AVA on yeah. here, and it's it's a word. It's not a- that was
4: hard for me as a wine designer for sure, but when you look at the reference of like those like those old pixies art it it was almost like we had to get it legible for t t v um, but I think it was about using upper lowercase doing doing some crazier stuff there and having fun so um well, it
1: certainly looks nice oh, it's so a, some nice class on there yeah,
0: and the wine the wine is beautiful byron if you're listening we're gonna have you on the show Yeah,
4: shout hopefully is yeah. a, a truly amazing person to work with yeah. that's
0: for sure i um so when i first got in the business my my friend pat henderson worked at kenwood and his roommate was a guy ed flaherty shout out to ed ed's down in chile and um uh, and then Byron was the third part of that, and I got to hang out with those guys and get to know those guys. They certainly schooled me on tasting wine, awesome. way back when. Um, and then Byron, I think, has he, he still does something down in Chile, doesn't he? You know,
4: I, I, you know, I think he does. I yeah. don't. I, I, just from reading uh, up on him, and, yeah. um, and I, if it's not Chile, that I, I know he does some some, some other, other consulting Yeah. yeah so, I,
1: anyway, um, um, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful, very cool. Do you have favorites, and on the other side, do you have labels that you really hate? <laughs> yeah, let's mention them.
4: <laughs> yeah, all right. right. I've Been trying to air these for a while. No, um, yeah, no, I, I, I really try to put my, I'm, I am, I, I, only, I only like to show designs that I want you to pick. I don't try to like put in some kind of secret. I, i prefer it. Um, and I think for that reason, uh, I wouldn't say you know I'm batting a thousand, but I really. I, I really like the designs that I've put out that with... I think one of the secret ingredients is, ingredients is that um, if people are into it, like, we're going to get a good product out of it, um, you know, truly. And I think it's because even if it's not my personal design aesthetic, um, it it's something that someone can feel comfortable about selling to um, to their audience. And, and um, yeah, as far as, like, yeah, ones I, you know, don't like, it's, it's almost... Um, you know, it's, not, it's not yours. Yeah. I'm just talking yeah, about it in if, the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So like, I, I yeah. think there, I, I'm, how do you feel know? about 19 crimes? <laughs> yeah. 19. Let's talk about it. No, I, I like, yeah, I, I, but you guys started the E40 conversation
2: before I got <laughs> over here? No, we're talking uh, about, we're uh, talking
4: again, there. yeah. Um, no design trends. Like I try to be trend diverse, you know, I really try to, you know, you, you have to be aware of like trends. Like, I mean, it's, it, but I think for that reason you try to avoid it or acknowledge it but twist it in the way that makes sense for your, your brand. You know? I think
0: if I had a whole bunch of money I would chase every one of those design trends just to see <laughs> to see how far you can take it. See how far you could take it. Yeah. Because because I always go, you know Brian, you and I have talked about this, like, you know, what does a wine label need to be? And, you know, should you do something special or different? And it's it's hard. It's Who's, yeah. the, who's the kid
3: that... The kid. Now that I'm 50, I, I call people in their 30s kids. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, remember the guy that Jeff Cohn kind of mentored for a while, and then he came up with his um, wine? I think he might even be open down on the square. And right? it's those crazy, like, labels. I remember he brought it to me and Sondra one day, and he was like, his first vintage he was selling for like 300 bucks. Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh Galicia effect. Right. Have you yeah. seen
4: that label? I have. There we go. Hey! I think we found one. Um, I think I think minus um, So yeah, uh got we've had discussions about this. We've had discussions about this. the the biggest thing that label is I'm almost positive that that label that's metal costs like $25 and I just heard label. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> and I feel like I've done homework on that just to figure it out. Cause it's like a metal label, um, on a very heavy trendy glass. Yeah. And like, so I think what I've learned about label design is like, if it's not efficient, I can't like it, I can't, it's hard for me to endorse it. Twitter? Those are, so to answer the question, like I'm on, I feel like I've, I've drank the Kool-Aid to be like, you know, the design makes sense if it makes sense for the winemaker. And like when you're pushing stuff, that's, heavy and doesn't fit in a rack and can't ship yeah. and like then you're associating yourself with like, you just have endless money, I guess, you know? And, and I think that's just unrealistic for most, most people that do wine. So I, I feel like, um, I always got your back, I guess.
3: <laughs> do, do, do you guys ever have conversations about, um, labels for men versus women?
4: Uh, that's so funny. I mean, yeah, it's so, I think in the agency world, um, you know at things are evolving, but like one of the major things is like this, and I think it still exists in some briefs. Um, to from like you know maybe the more bigger um, places that you know this 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 wine the sixty five percent masculine or something like that. Right. And I think those those terms are changing, but just like the world. But that is definitely how some people still approach design, which has always been very strange to most people i'd say but but
3: but isn't it something like 70 percent of women pick their wine Mm -hmm. based on labels and for guys it's like basically it's it's more about price than it is about labels and so i mean there's got there's something to it
4: right there there is yeah if you if you like i think i'm not afraid of like um i think just if it resonates it resonates you know not to be like super like vague or whatever but i think i think it's like uh, some some it got ridiculous too with some of the briefs with like it's fifty five percent male and forty five it's like what does that right. even mean you know and right. and and so I think like it it is a distraction from like the story is is what I think but the, you know some people regardless of you know gender ha- like have this you know more like uh, pretty palette or wine and I think that makes a wine look a certain way or feel a certain way and. Um, but it, but it, it, it just also, depends on the, yeah. But, but
3: also going for your demographic, right? So, yeah. th- so D- immediately I'm the label yeah. that I would, that I think of is breathless. I, I don't know if you guys have seen the sparkling wine yeah. from breathless where it's the woman sitting on the champagne cork, like getting shot into the air. No, uh, I um, and a, and it's, a, it's, it's a, Sharon it's a, Cone, right? yeah, it's a woman owned winery. It's mm-hmm. the women winemakers. And I think it's, you know, I think of it as like the quintessential, like women's wine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sparkling, it's fun, it's festive, it's, um, not that guys aren't all of those things. Um, I identify as him, her, him, he. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but but you can see how it, it would depend on like, are we, and how would you decide this? People who make wine just want to sell wine. But do you think some are consciously like, oh, we want to sell wine to women, or I think, we want to sell wine to men? So then so then it would come into play even more.
4: Yeah, and I think this example and even like prisoner example right. is one that's like probably was geared towards men right but then became like this everyone needs it i get you know i, I don't know who everyone is but uh you know a, a major uh demographic wants it and i think it's it it became its own like it, maybe it started with this like we're gonna like shake it up and and be this like aggressive label um but i think it goes across you know lines there where people end up being like oh I like how like bold that's they're taking it or it's provocative because and a lot of people you know I'm glad I was I was taught on shelf because like it's just interesting to see like um, what people respond to you know and and the ultimate would be like well we're gonna test it to market research we're gonna go you know and and uh, and get the numbers and i would be like I feel confident in this let's go and I feel like we always got through because people I think they expected it to be too masculine, too feminine or whatever. And then everyone, they were like, we you were, we were, we were surprised everyone, everyone liked it. Right. And so I think that's the beauty. It's so hard to be so abstract, but like it is a beauty of design. It is like it, 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 and that's why it's so silly to see some of those like requests sometimes because I think people try to make it formulaic. Right. And how do you, how do you formulate art? Right. So I think, you know, that's part of the conversation there.
3: And so are there labels that, like, do you study other people's labels to kind of, like, let's say Dave Finney. I mean, I think that's a perfect example of someone who, I mean, you could almost say errors on the side of label production more than wine production even sometimes, where, like, that becomes, like, the major focus of what people are talking about with the wine is, is the label sometimes even more than the wine.
4: Yeah, the the real, and I'm sure people are, you know, like surprised that this is even a job. And thanks for even talking to me, you know. But because it's like I'm following up, you know, like Hardy, like this is crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> Who? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The last episode that was a good one. Yeah, design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, and that's another label example. Um, but anyways, I I think, yeah, I think. Um,
2: Those I mean, speaking of iconic labels, Hardy. Yeah. Well, and the Shout
0: fact out. that, and the fact that he. Has a label, but then it was also important for them to have a uh, a, a mark. A, a, what did he call it? A, an insignia, which yeah. is evokes the label, but is totally different.
4: Yeah, and uh, I'm really, I really do like the way they pivoted the personality of like what built that brand to like this newer. Um, it was just really cool. I mean, and and that's another person that I've never met, but I've I've he's in my the orbit of like influenced. Label design in a way that, like, may, again, like I said, makes my job easier. But um, Finney, for sure, like, also never met. Um, and you know, who am I? I feel like I'm just getting started, also. But I feel like it's like that was the that is the new play. I feel like for almost every wine label coming out, it's like it was the first label that was sold that had no estate attached to it. For right. you know how many times now over has it sold? And I think everyone's like, oh, we don't land just make some stuff you know I'm not saying that's as down and dirty as it is but potentially could be and so I think people try to chase something it's it's probably hard really hard to replicate though I wouldn't I'm not here recommending that but I just think that um, in reality I think people see that you can you can make something out of nothing and find wine along the way um, which is I feel like some of the things I've, I wanted to show is like I really like partnering with people that build the product and then we match a price to it and we match a look to it I think that's where we sort of fit in but we do work with, with brand ideas so G- Jim
0: Dwayne who is um, inside winemaking uh, we had him on it, he was one of the lost, lost episodes lost episode. he our, had a,
2: our zoom zoom learning curve episodes. Yes. did it go yes. down it was it was show the, the lost. technology lost. defeated us he did a show at a and, zoom and I'm
0: throwing it out there for our listeners he did a show with um, Dave Finney and Finney got into kind of label design on it and, it, and for you also you might check it out I will yeah. um, it was very interesting hearing him talk about like the photo shoots and, and what they were looking for you know because yeah. so.
3: I, I can pretty much speak to <laughs> I'm in the middle of it right now with 16 Whoa, right. Dave Finney wines and, and so I had to learn the story of each label mm. and the s- story behind it and, and they all had to have a personal connection to Dave which, do they or not? It's um, a good story either yeah. way. Yeah. But, but it's officer. it's all yeah. it's yeah. It's, yeah. it's totally hey, all about. Why the are story. you ha- why do you have to learn sixteen Dave Finney wines? I am currently the Dave Finney tasting room in Sonoma at the Fairmont. Oh really? All right. Yeah.
5: I need
0: to
4: go
2: buy.
3: We have sixteen go of go the wines
2: available so by the glass.
4: When you see like that
2: label. in wine motion machine, and that's what and what and that's the Gallo brands of Dave Correct. Finney. Correct. Yeah. Okay.
3: So it was just an idea that I had, be- and it was all because of the labels. We had this wine emotion machine that was sitting there that that was broken, and then finally got it fixed. And I had sixteen slots that were that I had put these dummy bottles into, and um, a wine ca-
1: emotion machine. So it's
3: a dispenser machine that pumps argon into it, but it's a you know it's glass, and so there's eight on the top, eight on the bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I put in dummy bottles over over the pandemic. You know, I put like Latash and Screaming Eagle and and all this <laughs> stuff in there, just, just as like placeholders, otherwise the machine would just look stupid. But it kept teasing people that kept that were coming up to it because they would say, Oh shit, how much is a glass of that? How much is a glass of that? Yeah. So then it made me think that people were looking at that thing and were super attracted to the labels. And so then when when I started talking to people from Gallo, it was and started tasting the wines, I was looking at them going, this would be kind of cool to have all the different labels, all the, you know, machete. And uh, I mean, that's like one of the most iconic ones and Papillon. Yeah. Um, right. To, and to have those in there because it would bring people into the bar. It would attract their attention. And then, and then it just kept going to the ump degree where it was like, well, shit, there's 16 slots. Let's put 16 wines in there and, and just show people the whole collection from locations to D sixty six to Lucene mm-hmm. to to all of them, and it's totally eye catching. I mean, it draws your attention in. And then mm-hmm. I even had a I had this idea of having a book made, so it's the size of a CD, but the book you go through every page is a different label with the description of the wines. Cool. But but then we had to have someone come in and train us because it wasn't about the wines the book already had descriptions of the wines but they had to train us on the story of the label because i knew that people were going to ask okay why is this woman sitting on the hood of a car (laughs) holding a machete or why is this this guy's hands out there with that it's tattooed poppy on so then we we literally had had four training sessions where someone came in and told us the the backstory of each label so that we would be able to to kind of tell the story of the wine um to customers
4: and so when when you see these like kind of grand metaphor labels like that that push the e- envelope um like what is your as a psalm right like i
3: I don't know that I want to answer it because yeah. here's the thing is um, <laughs> good answer right is is because I thought it was a really good idea and and I don't always buy wines for me like par- part of the, the totally. deal of the list is you know of of uh, maintaining a list is that you get to buy things for yourself but that means that you have to buy things for other people and th- the percentages are different no matter where you are but but for me it was one of those things like this would be i know people would love it it would be super cool i know people would talk about it It would be eye-catching but are they wines that i would necessarily drink not not really but um not all of them like the I don't want to get too deep. L- the locations, wines are something that totally intrigues me because they're made in those particular countries. Right. Um, but I had to get other people, the servers, the bartenders, excited about it. So of course, I'm I'm excited about the opportunity to sell wine because that's what we do. And and the people that would come in, some people would come in and be like, "Holy shit, I love those wines." There's that. There's those people out right. there, and it's it's right. more than you think. It's a higher percentage than you think. We're sort of in our own little bubble of of, um, true, honest, um, wines that taste different vintage those, to vintage. But, uh, and but there's, so,
2: there's
0: something, there's something, yeah.
3: those,
0: those are wines that are more than one grain of sand.
3: They're, they're,
2: it's almost like the ultimate high end corporate hotel wines. And that's what I think of when I think of those, you know, Papillon, you know, the first time I ordered Papillon was on a business trip in a Marriott restaurant, you know? Um And so there's something I, I think of, like, the iconicness of those labels and how memorable they are that make it really effective in that. That you're like, yeah. you could be, you know, anywhere from, from, you know, Tokyo to Topeka. That was good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and pulled, and it <laughs> pulled it out. Pulled it out. And... <laughs> <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, I can, I feel safe ordering a bottle of Papi. I know, right? You know, it's gonna the steakhouse that I'm at is gonna be perfect. Um,
1: Speaking of Sam, we, we looked up uh, where Curry partied, and it was at Catch Steakhouse. Cash, cash. cash. Okay. C a t c h. Catch. And um, Brian just pointed out that they had a uh, Screaming Eagle yeah, at they twelve have some grand.
3: Portland, they have some yeah. Screaming Eagle. They have some on They got, I mean, but it, but it's not like a, I wouldn't call it a great wine list. Mm-hmm. But um, but but a, a lot of steak, kind of they but a lot
0: of steakhouses don't have great wine lists. They have those wine lists because people that come in that are still on um, Midtown Manhattan right. wine lists. Right. right. Yeah. I mean that absolutely. that's what they're they're still they're still buying Silver Oak and and right. those and that wines. was on, Part on of there. The
3: conversation that, that we're having right now is yeah, that, that there's there's right. things that you have to have on your wine list because they're recognizable yeah, exactly. to people and and they're consistent every year. Like if you had Silver Oak four years ago. And you had the Alexander Valley or the mm-hmm. Napa, and you come back four years later, th- whatever vintage it is, it's Just gonna, f- it's gonna, matter. it's gonna please your palate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so th- you know that's that's part of the deal. But those labels, um, I mean, th- that's definitely. It's almost like that's more of the business focus than the wine at some point.
4: Yeah, and I, I think Finney um, has made is more than anything. He's made it comfortable for. I mean, there's a whole big swath of wine drinkers that do not feel comfortable about talking about wine. And I think, or Total. figuring out what they want, I think is one of the biggest eggs to crack in the industry. And I, I, that's one of the, now we're like deep diving in here. I feel like that's like some of the main goals that we have as a designer. Um, because we're trying to expand audiences for, that's why we relate, I think, to our clients because we all have the ultimate goal here. Um, and uh, it's not about tricking them, I think it's just about like telling the story efficiently and effectively, and if it has to be about some crazy wild story that is the metaphor for your brand, then let's go. But um, and I think he's made it comfortable with being like, you guys, look how cool this label is. We're throwing it like, and I think the reverse side of that is the consumer is like, not embarrassed to put down this this. The last thing a, con- a consumer wants to do is put, be like, "Hey, no, trust me, the winemaker said it was good." You know, just don't look at the label, like. And I think that's where we come in because it's like we can give them something that they can get excited about, so they can tell their friend, they can tell their party, and they feel cool. And that's where, like, unfortunately, heavy glass and stuff comes in. But that's it's like, yeah, I paid a lot of money for this, you know, or does it look cool, you know? And unfortunately, I'm not trying to like dumb it down to that level. But if it's a gateway for them to talk about your wine, yeah, that's our job.
3: It's funny. I don't know if that was on this podcast or it was a conversation I had with another Psalm where we were talking about label <laughs> facing, where in like in the '80s and '90s when you opened up a bottle of wine, you you open it up for the host, you went around, you poured, and then you took the bottle and you faced the label out towards the rest of the restaurant. Yep. Because people wanted to, just they wanted, to wanted that status so that they thing. could see mm-hmm. like, and and now you you turn the label into the. To the host the person that ordered the wine so they're looking at it yeah i don't know at what point that changed but it was like huh. it was it was a status thing where you're like let me show everyone else in the restaurant what we're drinking do
4: you see that? i mean do you see that because i've se- i feel like i've seen that with with champagne specifically people like put it on the edge of the table and prop it up almost so that like everyone can like i mean depending where you're eating or whatever but it's I mean, all the show yeah
3: i bury that fucking thing in the air yeah it's so it I- needs to get cold <laughs> <Right>?
5: yeah <laughs> I mean,
4: champagne is good when it's really cold yeah that's so funny. That's cool you said that.
2: So we should talk about two things. One is the wine that I, I know Bart and I just poured, which is the Six Figures. Which you're not only the label designer, but you're a, a partner in the whole project. Yes, true. Friend of the podcast. Randy Feldman, and who's in, is he dropping by? now? he's in he got, Mendocino looking. He's in address. Mendocino oh, looking. You got in you suckered know. into that one there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. So
0: which one of the six
2: images on
4: the back are you? Oh, the small one. <laughs> <laughs> that, I think. How could that
0: be? I mean, look at
4: that package. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm a. I, this is a, this is uh, it's Randy. It, it, the wine team is awesome. Randy's awesome. Uh, we have just uh, we came together with like like minds that. Randy, Randy was doing coming up with like a not a second label, but like an idea for like doing something different too. And meanwhile, some of the the colleagues in Napa were doing some of the same stuff. And he, you know, we, we, we locked horns, and and it was a way for him to make more uh, wines with the vineyards that he he loves. And we were ecstatic. And then from you know he can tap into you know the things that we we bring to the table like design commerce um so so who are the six sure yeah it's uh i'm one technically even though i'm you know i'm just the designer but i let everyone follow the lead but i'm i'm part of the voice so i i need to talk about it um uh uh, i'm the designer and then randy's obviously the winemaker uh his partner from source and sink aaron is the like wine and finance part of the the the, the, which is a big part um (laughs) We got Eddie uh, Gilbert, who is from North Berkeley Wines and um, um, uh, Bounty Hunter doing writing, and um, he knows about sourcing and blending, and he's kind of a force. Um, Then we got Tyson Cali from Offset Partners, who is e commerce. Um, And then we have Brett Smith, who is the only non wine person, and he's my family friend, cousin, um, who we've been talking just like, man, like we have all these people buying, you know, you go to the city. San Francisco, this is kind of the scenario. This is, like, kind of how we formed the audience, too, was, like, they go to the local market, and they're, like, looking at this French wine. They're looking at Apothic. And it's, like, I can't tell the difference. I'll go with whatever. And and not really enjoying themselves, I feel like. And I feel like it – but they, they come up to Napa, and they're, like, oh, cool. I just spent $180. Like, why is there this big a difference between the, like – and what we it's, – it's really a way to, like, sell, you know, wine from – Our town to our audience, uh, and and give them really true vineyard expressions, really farmed wine, and uh, not you know, let Randy do his thing with uh, with um, the sites. And so, Randy, we trust Randy's like you know, uh, vineyard choices, like he's he's a gem. You know, I wish he was here to talk about this. Is the Giacomo Merlot, um, Kimberly Cab, and um, Bedrock Alicante is three percent, I believe, is the percentage on there. So, it's just kind of a little extra. Um, but can I read the haiku in the back? Yes. Yeah. And uh, branding-wise, it's supposed to be fun. Dive in, you know. And, and this is the this is gonna only probably come up every two years. This is not sort of the one-off uh, more élevage uh, wine that we do. The red blend is is more just like fun. Like I think it's nine months. And that's the that's
2: also six varieties. Of it the is red six. Blend. That's right. what we
4: started as, and right. it has evolved. And we as a branding person on the on the job, which I feel more comfortable talking about than the wine. Is uh, I I just love the wine so that's easy to talk about but, um, like you know it's it's I joined this to learn about what I offer as on the other side so now I'm like oh we gotta get glass corks we can't miss bottling like and that's it fucked. and how do you come up with a design fee on top of that right mm-hmm. so like it's it's I did it to learn first of all and then also to have wine to to share with people. And, mm-hmm. and I've learned a ton. I'll say that. And we're all, we're ever evolving. I feel like we're, we're about to be up to four to five SKUs now. Um, next couple years years are we're, you know, figuring out how that looks as a tier from my perspective, but also how it represents as a portfolio. Like mm-hmm. what do we, what do we, what do we represent? So it's been fun.
2: Liquid fall and bloom. <laughs> what lies beneath the surface. It's time to dive in. Yeah. So that the writer wrote the haiku. Or is that's, that's that's correct. And, okay. uh, what's his name? What was the writer's name? Eddie Gilbert. Eddie. Yep. Shout out Eddie Gilbert. On Shout out. Every,
4: you got to meet Eddie haiku. Gilbert. Uh, big, big. You know, dead fish jammer. I feel like
2: Eddie and I might be friends. Yeah. Yeah,
4: <laughs> uh, but he's he's awesome because like there is like we just want to like we you know dove dove into Merlot like it's unfortunately still not cool but Dude, we
3: Sonoma County Merlot is it, it, becoming one of my favorite it's things. the
4: best and we like w- that is part of our from the wine part we want to like talking about like the prisoners like prisoners like almost an easy grab for those people you know for like people that are just like I like I know people have said this is good I'm gonna buy it but at what price and it's a luxury price and I feel like we're you know we we, we have a price that we feel you know is representative of the farming and the grapes but we're not. We also want an approachable price point, and um, and we want to just be like, hey, like you've probably heard Merlot was not cool from like a twenty year old movie, um, but like, guess what? It tastes like this, and you probably didn't even know that Merlot like tastes like this, you know? Um, and so it's it's really just about like again, just like sharing communication. Yeah. <laughs> so so
2: will you will you tell people how to they get six figures wines?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's sixfigureswine.com. He pulls out, out his, out his out. phone. He's, He's, his phone. It He's pulling it out. All right. Well, I while never you're have looking to that up, it. Figures here I wine. got it right here. Sixfigureswine. Oh, wow. Sixfigureswine.com. <laughs> um, and we have a mailing list sign up. We, it is an intimate yeah. club. Ever on a oh, <laughs>
0: wow. Ever
4: Get it. Yeah. Yeah. Ever set a nigga up? This makes no. sense, Ever right? A
0: was <laughs> yeah. 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 You were slapped. Nope. Six figure wines, Instagram. Com, at six figure wines. Um,
4: Check it out, Sam. That's right. This is the theme song. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and I've been waiting to do that this yes. entire fucking show. I had it yes. like
2: queued up on my Spotify. Oh yeah, um, because of what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, next. please, please, please. Oh,
4: this wine tastes old. No, the more. wine is really
2: good. we will talk about Ren's six figures. The, the, Sell some six figures, and then we'll talk about forty water.
4: I'm glad you like it
3: okay yeah. sorry we're, I, i'm doing a that's the class that i'm going to next is old world versus new world mm-hmm. so we're we're tasting same varietals but old world are you world. leading the class or are you taking the class i am part of the uh, there's two of us leading the class so i am yes i'm leading the class is this for fairmont employees or yeah. yeah. so we have we have chablis or chardonnay we have uh, you know um burgundy versus california pinot um what uh, what f- what producers are you bringing in? So, trying to make it, uh, it's trying to make very it very tip- introductory tip- for typicity. a lot of people right. that we're doing the class for. So, keeping it very, um, very California versus very old world um, so, in so, a way. So, so, you know what I mean, like landmark yeah. Chardonnay versus Chablis. Right. right. Um, so, so cool. that there's an obvious difference right. that, make it really that you can show people. Yeah. Put but it right up front. But this this tastes old world to me. This Merlot, it's got like an old world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got a l- it's got that little bit of like
2: that dustiness of mm-hmm. yeah of a, of a
3: which is of a, a right f- bank. fucked up term anyway. When people talk about th- then the more research you do into old world versus right. new world, the old is world like is this like yeah. colonial fucking. So is yeah. it just another layer of? shit that we're putting on people to try and determine what kind of wines to drink it, that confuses people even more and more or is it just Europe against the United States or is it, do you consider South Africa old world, or how about Chile and Argentina or is it a style of right. making wine or is it about terroir or is it about the, the process, uh, the facility that you're in or uh, there's so much more to it but we're going to keep it really simple just about taste
4: yep. Yeah. anyway Awesome. All all right, doing thanks.
3: That. For, how, did, how did? Thanks for having me on the show today. <laughs> thanks for coming, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nice to see you. Uh,
2: how did you become E40s? Sausage, Sausage well, man. E40s design. <clears throat> you're like you do most all. Not what of the you know. There's wine. There's. How did you become the E40s designer?
4: So yeah, I I uh, I was at a studio. Um, who, yeah, shout out Tony Austin, uh, Austin Design Group. I, he's my, I I had, the reason I'm even in this conversation for sure is because Tony Austin, he's a, I was a, basically, I was there for five years. It was like an apprentice position, even though I was technically just designer and senior designer. Um, but it was old school. We, he was also from Chico State. Um, Antonio, my partner's from Chico State. So we, there is this like familiarity that we understand. Reason to go to college, kids. Yes, Chico State, check it out. Well, I also feel you like You won't have Chico, a, a bad time.
2: There's, right. a, there's a, like, a label <laughs> gene in, T, in Chico, right? I mean, you think about, like, uh, Sierra Nevada and then all the sort of, like, renditions of their label and how iconic all that is. Is there, like, a, am I, like, pulling a thread that exists back you are. to
4: what's up with Chico? You are. Um, you know, it's a... F- I mean, Sierra Nevada's a force there. When I just started at... Um, at tony austin's um austin design group he has just wrapped up the the evolution of the the uh what was the previous Sierra nevada packaging which was is pretty much what you see now um they've gone up and back and around again with the design but the core of what tony austin did for the brand and he's just like you know a a trained um (laughs) art director um you know who
0: curry taking my curry coming in after in. taking, taking himself pepper? for a walk
4: yeah. <laughs> dragging his leash Hi. <laughs> um, and so it was awesome working there because like i didn't get to work on that project but i i i was thrown into the fire with uh extending that that design to can it's mm. probably like yeah. the and that that was one of the bigger things that i did there um because uh, at the time craft beer wasn't even accepted, really, in Can. I mean, it seems like it's been forever, but it's really.
3: Hi, Althea. Hi.
4: Oh, pupper. So it was really, um, it was really cool to to work on that. I think you know, part of that was maybe that Chico State connection. I'm not too sure how he got that, um, but um, probably because of his his um, craft with wine labels, you know. And so, um, so uh, one day. Uh, he's like, hey, you ever heard of uh, E40? He wants to do a label, and I'm like, you're doing it like right now. He's like, nah, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Who this. And I was like, no, like you don't understand. It's like the uh, he's you know a really big part of, of hip hop and the Bay Area, and I'm um, as a kid who grew up in the Bay Area, it's it's kind of like you just you you're just kind of like grown grown up with this this person. Um, and so, uh, while I was there, I was able to develop his his wine, uh, his, uh, a beer at the time, and then his um, his mixed spirit um, Hurricane cocktail or Slurricane. Ooh, I never uh, had that Slurricane. <laughs> and it's all re- everything's referenced from like he, he's always talked about wine. Um, he has a song um, about um, called Slurricane, I believe, uh, about Hurricane cocktails, and it was just kind of like. He is a fan of um of wine and and beverages, and he wanted to. He just saw the untapped potential of like his audience, and and people like to um, partake in, in in beverages, and he just was wanted to share. I feel like he's a big wine fan, and it was really cool to to work on that. And then out of the blue, like after long after I I graduated there, I guess he he called and was like, I got some food stuff, and I think you know I, I'm not sure. You know, I think he's really loyal to, to Tony with the with all the alcohol. Um so I, I kind of um I guess I've been tapped to do some of the, the food stuff and um since then we've been yeah, uh every week we're locked in, we have all kind he's doing everything and I think he's he he's just super he's super involved he's with his brands. It's not just beyond. like he's, Yeah. I think I think like he, he could have a whole team if he needed to, but I think he's just so please, please please take them.
2: Brian's Brian's <laughs> usually <laughs> the first to grab like the high acid, weird, funky Ooh, white wine.
4: Right. <laughs> in, in, in he's putting the, put the goon
2: with the spoon sausages down right. in his, the down mi- in the his mild beef it's sausages. It's getting
4: out there. Um, as of like last month, it was all um, website because they're rolling out, but I think it's um, it's starting to get. So now it's available at all Kinders locations. I know that Kinders is a, kind, like a barbecue. Barbecue yeah, yeah. Uh, reach There's like, I, I don't know, five or 10 locations um, throughout the Bay Area. Um, and then. I think the goal is um, really blowing out Costco, Safeway. I mean, it's it's a, it's just like I imagine wine and him selling and getting it out there. But he, if we, you looked, we looked at the audit of of um, Safeway, for example, or Costco, and it's a lot of just old-looking Italian fake butcher kind of style. Like when it's was it Adele's or whatever. It, it's, yeah. It's and then a lot of knockoffs of that. Like, and I right. don't work. I'm not from this world, but packaging is how I was is to train before wine um, briefly. Um, in the Bay Area, and uh, it was all about, like, looking at your competitive set. I learned a lot about that, and it is very stale market right now. And he's very good about getting into untapped. Like, he also we also launched a microwavable burrito for him, and that's another area that's, like, no one is pursuing the microwavable burrito market that I know of. Huh. Um, and he's putting them in all 7-Elevens, which is going to be crazy. Yeah. And that was a, re- uh, a really amazing one to, to get into. Um, it's called Turf Burritos. Uh, which is a reference from one of his um, songs from early on about, you know, resorting to—I can't believe I'm quoting this—resorting uh, to uh, to eating Seven Eleven turf burritos, um, which is like you know just those like stale burritos. And I feel like he's putting his—I'll make a better one. And I, and he has a song also about Carlos Rossi which was what he he called it back in the day. And showing up to the party has like um, he also references a lot in songs about going up to Napa Valley to to be at the winery and. It's real. He's as his public appearance is. He's is. It's true. Everything I've talked to. He's just like the real There's no
2: off switch there, right? That's he's just
4: he is. He's just on. He's on and like he's passionate about everything he does and he really wants one of you know these to hit. And I think he just he his his wine production and is is really off the hook right now. Like he has a prosecco that he imports. Um, under the label that we worked on, and uh, at my that's, old place—that's
2: the Earl Stevens selections. Earl Stevens selections,
4: yeah. shout out. And so yeah, I, I I wish him. Like I mean, it's I don't even wish him. It's like really, he's he's untapped. Like uh, talking about like audience, you know, he's really. There's a lot of people that want to drink wine or like to drink wine, and I think he he has like an expression that's like, that's like bosses bosses drink wine, and I like who who can't relate to that. I think he just he's trying to make wine cool. Like a lot of pe- like a lot of people that have drank wine want it to be cool and i think he's you know one right. of us like and accessible like, and totally totally uh, yeah i i don't have makes here, it here it's
2: comfortable for all kinds of markets to because the the earl stevens wines aren't necessarily cheap wines some of them are, no. are like the mid-priced wines
4: yeah they're in under the under 20 i think his Moscata, his uh his mango is fortified is 19 right. uh, his but we we blinded. i threw his red in and it's like Primitivo heavy, and like, I, I, people, you know, people were like, "Oh no, this is like, this is like, totally, you know, not saying this is conventional safe." Way. They were saying, like, talking about it, like, you know, this is good drink, and I think that's why it resonates with so many people. It's like, it is good wine, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, but,
0: Tim, mm-hmm. you didn't put the website on the
4: packaging. Let me see that. Is there no? Let me see that.
3: And if he was from Chico, would would you have? Would there be one called Jojos? Jojos. Did, did you ever you, you see Jojos at the?
4: There is no website.
3: At the convenience store in, <laughs> in Chico.
4: That's so funny. Well, Curry she's full of We'll be out. adding it. You know, a lot of it is is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got to go on there. But you know, people can people people Google pretty good these it, days. It's, <laughs>
2: How do, you, how do you forget Goon with the Spoon? It's like, you don't need a website. Dude, and Google Goon I, I can't go, on the get? cork, so uh, you got me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's on the cork. Maybe it's on I, the I, inside. I was just going to give it a shout-out on
4: on the podcast, but I go- didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, no, Google Goon with a Spoon, and also follow E-40, I mean, if you don't in, right. yeah. g- in general. Uh, he's, he definitely represents the Bay Area, which I don't even need to talk about that. He's amazing, so. Um.
2: Surprised he wasn't. He didn't get himself on a plane and go to <laughs> Madison Square Garden, I'm,
4: uh, front row forty. I'm, maybe he was. Right? was he, did you see him in the front row? Or? They didn't.
2: I mean, you know, they were. It was the. It was a hot ticket, man. It was a hot ticket, but you know, they focused on New York. You know, it was the Spike. Spike Lee and Michael you know. Strahan yeah. and Alicia Keys. Yeah. You know, they needed it. Needed a. You gotta front get E forty on the
4: podcast. Sure. Be great do you know a guy I, do you know anybody I, you can help absolutely. us out with that
2: <laughs> not joking let's, i, I mean, let's put the let's have the earl the earl stevens absolutely. selections wines
4: on here absolutely. that'd be amazing It'd be great I, I you know and I, I he's tapped in like i think he, he has a lot to talk about as well i mean i mean obviously but it, yeah i think he brings something to the to the i do i do appreciate people that bring like different um, things to, to the wine the wine game you know and right. i think um he he has a unique one and he just likes to to drink it more than than other things, I think so. Um, I'm am a big fan, and working with him has been. I mean, it's un- unreal. Like it's it's absolutely like a, one of my first CDs that passed around the schoolyard is E40. Right. Like if you grew up here, so um, yeah, it was, it's it's an amazing uh, thing. <laughs>
3: All right, we're uh, popping the Sagacio. Okay.
4: You heard it here first.
3: Which it's
2: now Gato Rivera. And which reminds me of my label.
4: Hey, I was gonna ask you about this. because I talked <laughs> to you about it briefly? Um, excellent. Hey, you got some script on there. Yep, you got, and Rosanna spelled correctly. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, two answers, ca- two ends. All
0: that's left. Ten cases. I know, hey, congrats. And, and and and
4: so obviously it did well.
3: Well, it helps to be the the buyer for the for the place that you're <laughs> selling oh, most of it. That's a ticket. And the girl in the fig has been really nice
4: too. That's so, super cool. Yeah. And there's a story there. I mean, right. you're the Sonoma salmon, and, yeah. and uh, I I think. It looks like what you'd, what you'd want, right, from a, a good quality It w- wasn't work. what
3: I wanted initially. Okay. I was, so <laughs> it, maybe that's a good conversation. So, like, I was thinking about – I don't take anything very yeah. seriously. I was thinking about having one of my daughter's friends, the triplets. I remember this. Um, like do a like a label for it, like some color, you know, something that they colored. With some crayon. And the, right, because I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted people to, I'm cool um, to like the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I went to a person that was a label designer, they, they were like, okay – that was one of the initial questions. Actually, was what is the price point for the wine? So that kind of dictated this, in a way, the style, which I didn't think about. And I guess natural wine, sort of more labels, which is what I was kind of going, what I was gonna let it be. Mm-hmm. Um, don't command a higher price point, right? In in a way. And so the person that I went to was kind of smart because they were like, okay, well, if you're planning on selling it for you know, $80 on a wine list or $60 on a wine list, then um, you probably want to go in this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but I was offered alternatives, but that, that's what we ended up with. But yeah. it's funny that that was the first question, is how much is, are you going to sell the wine for?
4: Yeah. Is it ever um, not off a wine list? Is it ever visible? Is it ever, like, on shelf? No. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's like, I, I love talking about the same stuff, because I probably agree, except, like, when it's a name on a menu they don't see the label, right? but people want to be approached with something that they felt like they spent money on, you know? And it's, I think it does affect, there's definitely studies like, you know, with the blind label tasting and that subconsciously it does affect the, pr- they, if I just spent a lot of money on this, I hope it looks like that. And I right. think it's a very um, safe play and it looks great, you know? So like it's, it's almost a perfect example. Like kind of what I brought to, it's like there's, y- you know, price point dictates a lot and um, you know you 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 can be as adventurous as you like it you just don't want if, if it if it sabotages maybe selling more wine or having the customer feel like they didn't spend enough money like there's just a balancing right. act there right. and um, I'm <coughs> weary of it and I just I pine like your designer did as well like what what is the goal here mm-hmm. um, but I also like embracing um, things like that too and and maybe there's a balancing act in the concept that it can show that does both. Right, um, and so it was kind
3: of a nod to French wine too, in mm-hmm. the style of French wine labels. Was definitely in the back of her mind, I could tell.
4: Cool, and yeah, and it looks like it was a success. So, that's, I mean, it's sold. Yeah. <laughs> would, it, would you what, have what done better
2: if I had just paid you for that month of working in the tasting room? No, uh, oh, I wanted to do this
3: whole thing. This one of th- who doesn't want to make wine? Right. I mean, anyone given the opportunity, if you can, if you can do it, do it. Wow.
0: What are your thoughts about updating labels? Matter of like how much time, mm-hmm. you know? Do you do things drastic? Do you do things subtle? Is it, you know? Are are there are there rules that you feel about, or that people go by, or is it wide open?
4: I think there's unspoken rules. It's like baseball. I'm talking about my the sports like. I, I'm not the best sports person, but you know those unspoken rules are pretty interesting. And I think like the unspoken rules are like, um, you always aim for never changing it. Right. And I think the other unspoken rule is uh, what I've heard. It is like every five ten every five years, let's say. Um, and then I think I think those are the main two. And then I think the the other one, the reality is like, change change it if you. You'll feel it, you know. Like I right. change it, like. And I think what happens is, it's it's human nature for you or your audience to get more excited about it. Some people hate change, obviously. Like, and I w- that's why I recommend not just evaporating something. But if sales aren't there, there's probably a reason to uh, evaporate it. But if you know if things plateau and and things are, you know, you just kind of want to wake people up to like maybe a new vineyard or, or like a new a new feeling, um, uh, and and. And maybe sales is part of it. Then slight evolutions, like you know, people notice and people go, "Oh, he's." I think what what happens is is the audience goes, "Oh, they're maintaining this. They're constantly looking at every little aspect." And I think the label gets the turns into the last thing on the list, unfortunately. Uh, but really, it's the customer facing part of it. So I I have I you know I have to say that it it does. I'm not saying change it every year, uh, but uh-huh. I, I think it's I think it's it's definitely like, and I'm I'm a big fan of feeling people out. Like, you know, I would never change a lot of labels, but they do change, and that like this one for example that we're touching. You know, in a lot of ways, I was like, ooh, I don't know, if you yeah. touched that old label. Um, but when they came with like, no, we're actually just trying to respect it, the all the equity that's worked, um, and I read every single comment on, on as, as Did it goes. You? Oh yeah. I mean, sure you did. I'm a big fan. i sure you
2: i sure. And uh, I feel like and I, I fared better than. A little than bit of <laughs> and a little bit of like, yeah. of self. Was this that you read them? I must have been on Instagram. On the Sagatio right. Instagram they, they, page, uh, I believe. I'd say right?
4: ratio wise, I did all right compared to some other redesigns out there. Um, well, and and
3: anytime you change anything, somebody's going to Somebody's going to complain. They're going to be mad right? no matter what. Some of them piss me off, like some of the classic yeah. labels that I've seen, and I go, holy shit, what did you do that for? But I, But I think. What would be cool is if, like, if you do that, is to then every once in a while release the old label. Sure. Right? To, like, remind Throwback people. Throwback jerseys.
4: Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There, and there's something I wish got closer to that they evolved too hard. And, I mean, you could argue. I mean, this could be polarizing to a lot of people for sure. Um, maybe it got fancy. But I, I think we we put more um, attention to, to the things that make this label, like, even great. Uh, so, um, you,
3: For Segasio, though, W- just from a person who sells their wine currently has it on the list the people aren't ordering it for the label they're ordering it because they kno- they know the wine know. and so when you're bringing it to them and there's not like a drastic change on it it's not like hey we're saying we're reaching out to a different audience or whatever it's, it's you know it has a lot of the same remnants of the old label but people aren't ordering it for the label now I don't know what I don't work in Safeway so I don't know what it looks like on a shelf to some people but i know that people order it at the restaurant because they know the wine they're familiar the, with the, the wine name.
4: yeah, yeah. i think that's another unspoken rule like it's like um you um the the label doesn't like matt you know it does but is, is the if the majority of the story is like winemaker like vineyard like the labels like whatever you know like why would you even convolute the story you know mm-hmm. um but yeah and this is kind of the same thing it's like name it, it looks like I remember it, it looks premium. Like I'm ready to buy that. And I think that's the world I played in. I, and I just was sure, I just did not want to like reinvent, why would I reinvent the world? So the wheel, so like, that's why I, um, I'm happy with this. And yeah. And and if people, you know, I, you, you, you know, part of my job is, is redesigning things and, and I'm, I'm careful with change. I feel like I keep it in my best interest to not nuke a brand. Um, and and I'm I'm happy with this, but I, we'll but again we'll see how sales are, and I feel like if you know that that will be my true test because if, if they're not adding up then, it probably won't be me fixed redesigning it you know um, but uh, I put my best effort out and I feel like I evolved it tastefully that a Sagacio fan is going to be stoked, but also maybe I, I uh, you know I've seen a few comments on my, my post too about it of my old teachers. Um, you know, saying like I was drawn to this new design, like um, it looked really great on shelf. And if right. my ty- two typography teachers said that, I was like, okay. Right. But they're not, you know. That's what does that mean, you they're, know? So they're
2: experts, not yeah. The, so, I mean, the thing about it is, it it for me, specifically with this one, allows all of the elements their own time and space. The way that the other one had it had all the elements, right. but it you know do
4: you remember it was like built into yeah. each other and then they yeah. had like different color foil and it was hard to read yeah. and i just so that was like number one like you want a label to be re- legible i mean that's that's the other thing like a legibility in a label like you could be argued as like p- provocative i guess but at the same time it's like man that's why i said about type is like then the day what are we drinking you know Right. That's func- the full function of what we're doing here. Right.
2: It does have – it is – I mean, we can talk about the art of it all we want. It is yeah. – it is, at the end of the day, a, <laughs> serves a purpose – Make you know because without labels, all those bottles look the same, right? Right, it's just a bottle full of red wine. Yeah, and you're you know it has no you know there's something of, so, like a so purely fragman, pragmatic pragmatic reason of having it.
0: So so the Kenwood Vineyards label um, was you know somewhat iconic. They went 25 I think years before redesigning it, mm-hmm. and one of the things they did one and and for those that don't know, it was a it was a an etching or a drawing of the tasting room, um, which was a you know old redwood barn and when they redesigned it they shut the front door on the tasting room Mm. on the early ones it was always open Mm. and uh, that um, they kind of did a little market research like did people notice it and eventually they did reopen the door I believe just a minor Um, thing like that yeah and maybe that was just an inner struggle between you know uh, factions in the winery but it was something that was talked about like shutting the door uh, Kind of was it taken as a negative connotation? I don't know.
4: I'm yeah. I'm excited to see what the feedback is. You know, like if people are like, no, it needs to be like funkier. You know, like I, you know, the my association with Segrestio is this, but I feel like, based on my reaction so far, is like no, I'm paying almost you know like seventy five dollars. You know, or like whatever this might be. You know, uh, thirty five. The range is thirty what thirty to seventy five. Seventy five bucks. Yeah, yeah I think sure. I think this people is probably a seventy five dollar bottle. Yeah. This is yeah. yeah. And I, and this a great this is a great um, expression. I, I really like this this one. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think like, you know, people. I think that was part of the feedback from the research, which was 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 really valuable. I mean, we had, we did a roundtable dinner at the property with people that volunteered for this discussion, and we picked their brain on like what Segreto meant to them. And, and they're like, oh, we we'll spend money on wine now because we get no time to hang out because we have two kids. Right, right. And that like we diagnosed the the market, and that was. One of the benefit of working with a, a, a little bit larger um, place, you know, imagine having these focus groups for, for stuff, you know, it's like, it's pretty invaluable. Um, and so yeah. um, to be there and to hear people be like, oh, I'll pay way more now because I don't even get to hang out, you know, so that was pretty cool.
5: Interesting.
4: Wow. Didn't I, didn't,
0: I said to Sam, I said, can we talk an hour plus about design? I know. It's perfect. I was worried I, about I, that too. I, was I was mean, dying. we could keep going. I yeah. had no fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we do a two hour You're gonna
4: have to edit this thing down. No one's gonna watch it. We've never, never edited it. an episode. No, really? What's that? No.
2: Yeah. Entirely, mostly out of um, is it ap- edit? aptitude or attitude? It's not hard to is say. Is it edit
0: or Ed it?
2: <laughs> Send it to Ed and he'll do whatever he wants to it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> ed may have been. Um, uh, Editing it all the time, we wouldn't even. we have to. i have to listen. <laughs> no, he doesn't do anything
1: <laughs> unless there's a
0: problem.
2: Uh, Shout out. Well, let, well, let's well,
0: let's let's talk about Burgess because yeah, we can end on that. Yeah, yeah, I mean Burgess is a, an old winery that has new ownership now. What is it? Uh, Seventy two. Mm-hmm. Um, has new ownership and um, they kind of went through a redesign and you know new branding, new winemaker, new everything. Right they now, new everything because. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, what what was it like working on that?
4: Yeah, I mean wild to be to be in tapped. the middle of
2: glass fire, right? I mean totally. Been
4: yeah, I got tapped like I think right before this went down, I think. And it was right around there. Yeah. So it was like pretty um you know, it was a pretty crazy time and I don't know, humble humble be contact kind of thing and um again I think it comes from that word of mouth. I wasn't pining for this job but um like stoked to be in the conversation about it and um i'm ho- i'm guessing they s- saw my um my um you know what's that oh I'm yeah sorry, i'm just no worries. i just
3: wanted to get your thoughts on the oh
4: i can yeah i talk about that too i know i'm, I'm <laughs> homies with george yeah it's um
3: <laughs> it's it's the one label where i end up talking about a the a
4: label th- more than inch Intra- i would love to hear so well, yeah you done. got another hour people are gonna be like yeah. Man, I didn't know I even knew about design. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so back to this like, was like um, it was a crazy time, and I think you know I think they saw that like I had traditional sensibility, typography sensibilities. Maybe right? I, I'm not too sure, um, but uh, we walked them through our process, and it's a whole new team, and 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 you know this this is a big um, thing in Napa at the moment uh, for sure. That someone purchased some legendary properties, um, and uh, everyone is like you know like don't mess it up and I feel like that's the vibe and and I I feel extra you know um, uh, concerned about about contributing to that and and the team really you know focused on um, evolving this from the ashes uh, no pun intended Um, but design also design kind of went you know sideways there for a bit with with some of the classic labels that Burgess had and so we we focused we honed in on that Um, and we resurrected the the diamond shape from the illustration as a and, and the bee from their old label, um, and then also so the 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 goth the like kind of um, calligraphy be there, and put that as center of place, and then um, we put this real um, honey bee down there at the bottom because that was always an Easter egg on the back, and then also um, uh, the new winemaker Megan Zoback is super into regenerative farming, and they're going to be doing a lot of bees and pollination and. Um, You know, just, um, you know, no-till farming, I guess. And uh, we really wanted to have some storytelling devices that alluded to that and then owning the color green uh, for those reasons as well. So um, coming up with a brand color that it was evolved from their, um, I want to say reverse from the 70s, Uh, uh, another white grape maybe, but um, it, it was in their color palette. It was red, black, green, and like cream. And so we just kind of honed in on some of that old what would be a tasteful evolution that says we are one of the, the historical gems in Napa. And so we, we we leaned hard into like more traditional, but it, you'll see there's modern flair all over this. Like we have blind um, emboss, um, you know, corners and and just really tasteful cues. So um, that was that was our goal with with elevating this this label. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it's a nice label. I like that. It is like I like the colors.
4: Yeah, that's that was the goal, It's is giving this thing. And the wine. And I mean, thanks for bringing these wines, too. A, a, a total improvement on all, all their past Wow, thank you. For me. Thank you. Yeah.
3: Now, if George Hamill came to you and said, this is the label we want to do, what advice would Georgia.
4: you give him? George, shout out George. He should, yeah. Um, G3? Yeah, I know G3. And uh, so I would love to hear. So, like, I think based on everything we talked about, like, I think it works, it Deals and sells as it's a, them. it is. Um, and mm. I love the. I do. So I will say, like the. The. I mean, can we talk about the old label? Like I think that's like. I think it's like they evolved the badger really tastefully. But there's something really cool about the old label. It was like really funky. Yeah, it was. Um, and like I was almost surprised that they like. So that that's an evolution that is a big shift where, but maybe it, like I would love to hear what the story was when they when they went to evolve that. Script wise, you know, I think I think it could be shifted a bit like but that's like my ta- like I, I think it works i think it's elegant um and uh it's not my you know uh not my job either you know but I, I i think it's like there's there's things on there that i like i would love to like play with but like at the same time it's like does it do its job and and i would ask george you know g3 that, if you're
3: listening hire gato rivera I end yeah. up talking about the wine so much, though, because of the label. Mm. So maybe he's a freaking genius.
4: So w- so tell me about what, your thoughts on, on, on the wine. I hate that freaking badger. Oh, you, badger. Hate? And then there's oh, like you hate the badger?
3: Then there's like a life – there's not a life-size one. There's a, like a six-foot-tall one on their property. I mean, he's, he's really bought no, into no, the no, – I think that badger Wisconsin. there on well, the – Well, it's track. Wisconsin. Yeah, they from Wisconsin? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but it just seems – I don't know, the whole animal thing on the – Six-foot-tall
2: the tall badger, <laughs> patrolling <laughs> Highway 12. Yeah. They
4: they're they're keeping it keeping it real. I mean know? they they lean in yeah. very seriously
0: to their college alma mater without yeah. a doubt.
2: I mean it's even like it's the wine yeah, club it, is man. the bad right? College.
3: Sell some freaking wine, <laughs> but
0: there's there's a building with their name on it
4: there. I mean they're they are committed to the school. There you go. So. But do, you, do you, what do you think <laughs> of the what do you think of the old label and then the pivot uh, to the new?
3: One? I can't I can So the last time I had. I haven't had any of the last one I had was yeah. the 2012. I think your dad farmed that one. Yeah. Um, so that was, but
2: that was the previous label, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which I still had a problem with it. it it's just personal. You're not, you're not a critter label. A what? A critter label guy. I like the bear on that one. <laughs> but yeah, right. the whole. Th- it's so big. And the whole thing is it's all about where you went to college. For me, it's. I want it but to be isn't all about it the, like wine. In the
2: in the brand legend not actually about the Wisconsin Badger? And there's some other like, family story that it ties into? Mm. Uh, see, I don't know that. Yeah, But, but th- right. the label because doesn't tell me because that either. All I see is this big badger. Because they I went to out. Wisconsin and there's a right. badger. So, so, so then just I'm like, holy shit. Right.
3: So if you went to Cal, it would be like the Cal a logo? Golden or? Bear. Right. Um, I have an entire pack of wolves on my label.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or imagine you went to Sonoma State. God forbid. You'd have to have a wolf surfing a, a wave. Sea wolf, right? I think we should do a sea wolf. Has nobody done a sea wolf
2: wine yet? All
4: right. What about the What's dragons? Th- it's like, what about Sonoma kids Let's that make a dragon's
2: wine? Yeah. Well, they do have a little vineyard on it the is. high school. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, dragons are cool though. Lines. Dragons are cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. <Right>? Sea <laughs> wolves
3: are cool. Cersei, right? Badger. I mean, Who
2: says badgers aren't cool? I don't know. Honey do badger. Wolves. Don't give a shit. Badgers are fierce. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should we get some? Should we get some? Should we get some shout-outs before Brian is banned from another Napa Sonoma Valley winery? we okay,
4: no shout-outs. strong ending. Shout-out winemaker spot for having uh, me. Sam was on a cork <laughs> in the road. Which, oh, I was yeah. on a cork in the oh, road. Yeah, yeah. Well, great
3: photo that she had of you. I uh, was like I don't know.
2: Curry's making a shout-out.
3: Um, and, and
0: and that was a great podcast, Sam. You. You, you did Sonoma well. <laughs> Sam's dog's in trouble. Tim, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having really me. Appreciate it. It really appreciate it. We'll edit out the dog. Yeah, no, we will not edit out the dogs. <laughs> this is
2: real
4: life. Thanks for entertaining me with thanks talking about labels. bringing uh, this over. Oh, I mean, great wines, all these man. Wines Thank I you.
2: mean, I know that your job isn't selling wine, so... You know, to pull things out of your cellar like this, appreciate it, man.
4: Oh of course. Yeah, no, I, I, I love uh, your guys' podcast and I, I love the wine side. I, I wish I was better at talking about but it's a slow I'm I'm yeah, just good. yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Um but I love connecting those dots. That's that's it. And so if I can do it visually to the to those the story, um that's that's the goal at the end of the day.
3: And I love that my favorite wine is the one that you actually have a little piece of. Wow, so thank cool. you so
4: much. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah,
0: that. And, and you know what I, I have to say what I also love about it the 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 front label y- you actually do feel like he's jumping into the water I mean there's that sense there's of, of the bubble movement there's motion the way the, body with the, the shift of the body uh, yeah. yeah I mean it's it's really cool
4: it's not and often I do an illustration but that that one is me and um, it, it's it's fun to to be full fully immersed oh uh, no pun intended but um, it it is a it is fun it's fun to get you know use different mediums types not always the answer but um, yeah sometimes it's illustration and I love it. If you like Merlot I
3: check it out really please check it encourage out encourage you to, to purchase some bottles of this please please, please check it out Sixfigurewine.com.
4: Um, follow us follows on Instagram six figure wine how much does that sell for this you is 39 oh yeah yeah um, and uh, I feel like you know it, it, it is a, a play for it's, it's, it's hard for some people but like I feel like all the reaction has been like okay I get it this is really great so yeah. we're, we're really happy about that. And we have more releases on deck. This next next year is gonna be really fun, and now we can kind of get it out in the world. Which is this was a this was a COVID uh, idea, Um, so Uh, it's been that's part of the reason we've been DTC. We're gonna be um, online, um, direct to consumer, but we're gonna be able to do stuff now, which is I'm sure you guys are all like doing. So um, that part's fun.
3: Cool.
2: Thanks, Tim.
4: Thank for, you guys. I really appreciate yeah. it. Happy,
2: uh, happy, married everybody. All those holidays. Are we doing another well, show no. before the end of the year?
0: Yeah. So we have um we, we have a show next week that we're doing with um uh it's a cool person uh yeah, from a cool
2: winery.
0: Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. With with Jake Bedrock. from Bedrock. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the, more of the Bedrock Think Tank, but Jake's Bedrock doing. You. Jake's doing a uh, Palomino. Oh, the... the uh, Sherry. The sl- right? like or sort of square Yeah, so something like that. He's going to bring two vi- uh, two vintages of that to taste. And then um, if we're up to it, uh, we've been invited to do a mezcal tasting uh, oh, wow. the last week. Um, if we want a roast. I can push okay. it to
2: the new year, but...
3: Let's get a hotel uh, If we room. do a
2: mezcal tasting, are we going to make it to the new year? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> hey, and then big shout out to Hospice Terone. I know... Um, Bart and I are super excited. Got our um, got our place all lined up, yep. and um, reached I'm out to Vicky. To gonna gonna work on the Psalm team this year again, so I'll be working. So I get which means all golden ticket pass to all the seminars and whatnot. As Brian's Bart, got his golden ticket,
2: ticket.
3: yeah. <coughs> and we're staying at a nice place, so it'll be fun. Yeah. Encourage Party. everyone to go. Cause Party at Bart and Brian's. It. Well, and at saxham, right? If we can find out where it is I and if we'll we can sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> I know Sam.
0: Phil sent oh, me. You mean Sam in Oklahoma? Right.
2: Right. Sam in Tulsa? Yeah, right.
0: A little Tulsa time? <laughs> All right, we've certainly really digressed now. See you guys next week.
3: Goon with the spoon.
5: Thanks, everybody.